Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash stuff podcasts and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash stuff podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I am your host, David Solo, solo, because I am all alone once again. I am in quarantine as well as James and Joseph. Luckily, we don't have the virus, and we're, I don't think any of us are showing signs, but I think we're all following the rules of the CDC and staying home as much as possible and practicing social distancing as much as possible. So, I'm not quite sure when we'll all get together again, but I think it's going to be like this uh, for a little while. Um, James and Joseph have similar type jobs where they have to interact with people, I believe. I know James does, I'm not sure about Joseph, um, as much as James has to interact with people. But... um, it's kind of an unfortunate situation that we have going on in the world. It's a pandemic, labeled a pandemic by the World the World Health Organization and the CDC. Um, so, hopefully you're at home watching Star Wars, consuming Star Wars, watching Disney+. Plus. Hopefully you have some way to digest and consume Star Wars while hopefully you are at home. Um... But like I said, some people aren't as lucky and they have to still go out if it's going out for food, um, going to see, taking care of a loved one, taking care of grandparents, what have you. Um, Just know that we're thinking about you guys and hopefully this blows over faster than I'm anticipating. I know I talked to the guys several weeks ago and kind of brought up the fact that this felt different than every other virus, coronavirus that we've seen in the past, like SARS and H1N1. Just to see Italy just shut down and knowing that people fly in and out of that country and we have such a very shrunk down world now with air travel and the internet and the possibility of going anywhere in the world um it kind of worried me and i talked to the guys about it all through text and 
I started thinking about the very possible reality that Celebration might be canceled. Um, it hasn't been canceled, but a lot of other conventions have been. Emerald City Con in Seattle. Seattle's very hard hit. I know at this point they're closing down restaurants and cafes, and a lot of restaurants and cafes are going out of business because they were already on the brink, and it's a tough thing. And I've heard stories of people staying home and the only way they're getting food is through delivery services. And I thought of myself because I'm a delivery driver as a part-time job. And I come into contact with a lot of people. And a lot of people, for some reason, they have to touch my hands. <laughs> when we're exchanging money or I'm handing them the receipt to sign, they just have to touch me. And it's it's always boggled my mind. But... I have sanitizer. The CDC recommends sanitizing, washing your hands, which I never had an issue with washing my hands because I've been washing my hands frequently since I was a little kid. Everyone thought I was kind of OCD, even before OCD was really a thing back in the early 90s. I would always wash my hands. My, my friends would tell me, you wash your hands a lot. And it's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to eat, if I'm going to do anything that involves me eating, drinking, I tend to wash my hands. I don't know. That's just me. So, seeing all these memes talking about how you wash your hands 57 times a day and you reveal notes that you had on your hand from your school days and seeing the T-800 skeleton hand <laughs> underneath your skin. Yeah, it gets bad for me because I actually do have... Um, a genetic dry skin situation so it's uh it's not as tough as it could be but like i said i hope you're enjoying your time at home consuming more star wars hopefully you have disney plus hopefully you have a device where you can watch star wars and we're thinking about you guys um the first story is not uplifting <laughs> the first official story um max von Sydow passed away and he was up there in age but we all know him as Laura santeca from the force awakens he had the first line i believe in the force awakens i believe it was this will make things right and I was really intrigued. I know back in 2014 when we found out that Max von Sydow was going to be in The Force Awakens. A lot of people automatically said, oh, he might be Boba Fett. Older Boba Fett. And that was a cool idea. I liked that thought. But as word got out, news of his character got out. We found out he was going to be Lor Santeca, someone who associated to the Church of the Force and he recently appeared in a comic and I believe he mentioned the High Republic for the first time ever um, and of course Max von Sydow the actor uh, he had a couple of Oscar nominations I believe he's the only Swedish nominated Oscar nominated actor ever um, and of course he had very famous roles in The Exorcist and Flash Gordon He's a very tall man, too. He lived very long for a tall individual. Um, 
but yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be missed, and he's gonna be just one of those guys that. And of course, he was in Game of Thrones as well, um, and he's gonna be one of those actors that I think he has a very distinct look to him, and a distinct voice, and we just want to say our thoughts and prayers are with his family and fans, and I think we'll always remember him, and hopefully we get more of his character in the comics. Uh, the third story here, uh, Gina Carano actually posted on Instagram that she wrapped filming on season two, and she posted those exact words. That's a wrap on season two. I absolutely love this work and the people in it, and it looks like she's sitting on the ramp of either the Razor Crest or some other ship, but I don't think that the pandemic is going to affect the Mandalorian season two. I think it will definitely affect Cassian and Obi-Wan though. Just about every major Hollywood production that's filming still in pre-production or is about to be released has been affected think the Mandalorian season two is a little different than let's say Mulan that needed a box office a good box office release and um, take from the box office that's why Disney I think postponed Mulan and postponed a couple other Disney films there was a report out that this weekend was the worst box office weekend since I think the year 2000 a September near 2000 I believe so the movie theater industry is getting hit hard and hopefully the Mandalorian season 2 is not going to be affected like all these other huge films that are being pushed back filming has been suspended so hopefully we get that fall release and hopefully this virus pandemic is under control and kind of done. Uh, at least that's what we're hoping for. And right after Gina Carano announced that her filming had wrapped, Lucasfilm didn't make an official announcement, but it looks like the cinematographer made the announcement on Instagram with a picture of the slate uh, roll 8357 scene 501 take one for the Mandalorian and there's some koi fish on the slate which I'm not quite sure what that relates to but hopefully like I said October 2020 we should get the Mandalorian hopefully the pandemic doesn't affect this there was a behind the scenes featurette released um, with Wark Davis and his son I'm not sure if everyone knows this, but uh, I guess spoiler alert for Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, but they do appear at the end as Ewoks, as Wicket and Wicket's son, and that's Warwick Davis reprising the role as Wicket and his son playing his son as an Ewok, so that's I thought that was really cool and unique and very fortunate for Warwick Davis to share that experience with his son. Because, of course, as a son, he grew up knowing that his dad was the main Ewok in Return of the Jedi. And 
going to every celebration. Warwick Davis is usually a pretty big fixture at celebration and will host panels and interact with the crowd. He's a very good host. Um, I think I enjoy him more than any other host. I always look forward to him on stage and he's just supernatural and he's a very smart guy. If you go to celebration and work is around, he's usually on a Segway and he's usually like zipping around because of course convention halls are really huge and it's just super great to see Warwick Davis back in Star Wars. He has a cameo in every Star Wars film. And to see him reprise Wicket, it's, um, it's a very satisfying thing for me personally. There was also a feature at release with Billy Lord talking about her continuing her mother, Carrie Fisher's legacy in The Rise of Skywalker. And... This might come to a shock or surprise to some people, but she was actually young Leia in The Rise of Skywalker. She was the uh, body, of course, and then they took Carrie Fisher's face as Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi and actually put that over top of Billy Lord's face. And I think we all kind of had the reaction that Carrie Fisher looked a little CGI, but it wasn't CGI. It was actually Carrie Fisher's face from Return of the Jedi. I think the lighting made it look like CGI. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, looked fantastic when he raised his blast shield on his helmet. But Carrie Fisher looked a little off. But I think it was the blue light from her lightsaber. And, of course, we discover she has a lightsaber, which is pretty rad. Um, having Billy Lord her role as Lieutenant Connix was terrific, fantastic. I, I, I love the fact that she was brought back and used as a double for her mother, Leia, and having her be in Star Wars in Episode Seven was her first film role. And when George Lucas had that now famous lunch with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher in Hollywood... When George Lucas asked if they would come back, of course, Carrie Fisher automatically said yes, and then Mark Hamill kind of played it off and said, well, <laughs> I'm not quite sure exactly what he said, but he did immediately say yes. He wanted to be a little less desperate, <laughs> but Carrie Fisher also asked if there was a role for her daughter in it, and... I'm pretty sure George Lucas automatically said yes. And, of course, that was in 2013, I believe. 2012, maybe around there. Um, or actually, it was probably before then because the sale to Disney. I'm not quite sure of the timeline anymore. But it's just it's just great that Billy Lord got to be in the film. And there was another behind the scenes feature that was released um, featuring Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, and how it kind of showed the seriousness of Adam Driver, how serious he took the role, and the fact that he never allowed any stunt guy to 
act as Kylo Ren under the mask, because, of course, anyone could be under the mask. Uh, You don't see the person's face. But he did everything he possibly could, which just makes me love Adam Driver even more. I mean, he's a serious Juilliard-trained actor and one of the most sought-after actors. Take Star Wars this seriously. I just love it. I, I wish that more actors and more directors pursued Star Wars in the way that Adam Driver did. And I think it totally worked out. I don't think he really necessarily needed it as an actor, but everyone in the world knows who he is and it's going to be great for his career because he doesn't have to audition for anything anymore. I think directors and writers are writing stuff specifically for him and he's got his pick of whatever project He's worked with so many directors already at the highest of levels that he's, I think he's set and he's a unique guy. He's a lot like Harrison Ford who played his dad, of course, Han Solo, spoiler alert. And, um, it's just, it's pretty cool, like full circle type thing. And another thing that kind of popped up, uh, this last week was that, Galaxy's Edge finally got the child plush toy uh, at Disneyland. And we had one of our listeners and one of our Patreon members at Disneyland, and he bought one. And uh, we have a picture of it on the Facebook group site. Um, and it's it looks like a portable cart with just like a bunch of them. It, looks, it almost looks like a bunch of little gremlins. And it's... The child, the asset, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him. I'm fine with you calling him Baby Yoda. Um, but he's wearing his... The thing that he wears in The Mandalorian looks like almost like a potato sack that's fashioned into like a little like shirt, night shirt. But I know Nathan bought one, and um, I'm kind of wondering why he didn't buy one for me. I don't know. But an interesting tweet was tweeted from Scott Derrickson and it kind of got blown out of proportion a little bit but coming from his Twitter account he typed this just asked what kind of Star Wars movie I would make I answered that I would make Hoth an R-rated frozen planet horror film in the vein of The Thing or Lovecraft's In the Mountains of Madness with zero connection to any previous characters or storylines and in the Facebook group I said uh, this is another slam dunk. Wampa and Tauntauns alone got my money. Anything on Hoth, anything going back there, and especially a horror-type film, that would be so awesome. Not being tied to the Skywalkers or anything. I mean, but still having the planet and the creatures, that, that I think would be huge. It would be big. Um, and I think you need a little bit of connective tissue there. But other than that, I mean, this is... A great idea and I think there's many other ideas like this that Lucasfilm and Disney are just not capitalizing on I know the R-rated aspect of it is kind of a long shot but I mean stories like this little little stories they could do a series of these stories on Disney Plus and I think as of right now Disney Plus kind of lacks for original material and if they did like just a series of shorts even if this was 75 minutes long i think 
people would want to almost like a Twilight Zone type series, but for Star Wars, you know, uh, just an anthology. I know that word's been thrown around before in the Star Wars universe with the Star Wars stories that became Star Wars stories. But I, I think it would be really cool to have a little anthology series going on and we could visit planets and even storylines from a different point of view and just have them on Disney Plus. I, I think that'd be really awesome. And and you could get different directors. It's it's kind of just like a little one shot. They come in, do their thing, and it's not tied to anything that's in the High Republic or going forward or anything in the past, but there's a familiarity just like the Mandalorian. I think that would be a wonderful thing to see. And like I said, it's a slam dunk. I think it's there's enough directors, enough resources out there that we can just get this thing going and get more Disney Plus TV show stuff happening. That's that's something that I would do if I was in charge. And of course, we have Bob Chapek in charge now, so we're kind of waiting to see what uh, what kind of maneuvers he pulls with Star Wars. Um, and also on the Facebook group. I was working, and I, I get on YouTube, and I look for good ambient background music, and I came across a Star Wars ambient soundtrack mix. I posted it on the Facebook group. Uh, three people liked it, um, but it seems like the videos don't get a whole lot of views or likes on the Facebook group. It's more the memes and stuff like that, but I do recommend if you do have an office job, and if you're someone like me that sometimes needs to really focus on what I'm doing and I need to kind of zone out everything this ambient soundtrack mix for Star Wars and I have the link in the Facebook group you can check it out there and if you're not a member you can uh, request to be a member and I'll approve you and um, you can post anything Star Wars related that's PG-13 and under um, and uh, just have a good time on the Facebook group but yeah that's I listened that mix several times, and between f hardcore focusing on my job, I heard themes from Rogue One, from Return of the Jedi, all my favorites, and it was it was pretty well put together mix. And Anthony Daniels made an appearance on The View this past week, and he talked about his Star Wars legacy, and it's a very kind of surreal thing that the Skywalker saga is done and he's played C-3PO for the last time in the Skywalker saga. We'll probably get C-3PO back in other shapes and forms and we'll probably get his voice and other things. He just has one of the most iconic voices and I thought this years ago and I never had the problem with C-3PO that I think some people have that I found out. I think James and Joseph have mentioned on the podcast before that they really didn't care much for him. But I always, since the beginning, kind of really liked him. Um, I I just thought his design was really cool. And his his face, the way he has no expression, but somehow through his body language, you could always get a feel for what 3PO was feeling and his back and forth with, with R2 was always hysterical and always put a smile on my face and even if I wasn't smiling on the outside I was smiling on the inside 
those are the first two characters that we pretty much see in the Star Wars universe and Anthony Daniels is a character too he shows up to celebration he does his panel he's always very articulate and very entertaining and he loves being on stage it's it's kind of one of, another one of those Mark Hamill type situations in that Anthony Daniels hasn't done more in the public space to see him. He's a talented guy, just like how Mark Hamill just totally killed it in The Last Jedi acting-wise. Um, Anthony Daniels seems like he could do a whole lot more, but I, I'm guessing he's making enough money off of Star Wars to be comfortable and not have to do much of anything because, of course, Anthony Daniels has done the voice for video games, even GPS, I haven't encountered a GPS app where I can use C-3PO's voice. I'm not quite sure if I would. But yeah, he totally has one of those voices that's instantaneously recognizable. So Giancarlo Esposito spoke to ComingSoon.net. And when I read this, it got me really excited and really hyped up for what we're going to see in The Mandalorian Season 2. And he had a couple quotes here that I'm going to read to you about um, him working with the Darksaber, uh, speaking to ComingSoon.net. Giancarlo said, I am, I am, I really am. I want to say I've destroyed quite a few of the Darksabers, and the prop guys go, wow, you go all in. So it's kind of a spoiler in a way, but I mean, we all kind of knew that he was going to use the Darksaber most likely, and there's going to be Darksaber uh, swordplay. Um and Esposito also uh, comments on the uh, large role that Myth and George Lucas, um, Joseph Campbell, the writings uh, that were present in Star Wars, are still very much there for the television show, which gets me so much more hyped up. Um, his quote was, This season is going to be really great. This is the ultimate space western that's so connected to things that we don't know and don't see. Originally, George Lucas had a mentor and friend in Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell was all about the power of myth and the journey of the hero. Isn't every one of our journeys the journey of the hero? We have our own hurdles to jump over and our own visions on our head that we want to hit. I was thinking the other day about all the things in my life that I haven't done. And will I be disappointed at the end if I haven't done them? And what's the flip side to that? I've done so many of my visions and dreams of what I've wanted to do, and if I miss a couple on the bucket list, I'm not going to be upset about that. But a lot of people haven't checked off one or two or three. The Mandalorian is a series so steeped in myth and the hero's journey to overcome anything. To be in service, I love the show. I really do. It's visionary in so many ways, and I'm happy to be part of it. That is just music to my ears and it should be music to yours too because it sounds like the Mandalorian season two they're going to ramp it up more and it feels like we're going to get a lot more saber fighting saber action which is something that I think we're all wanting to see more of and with just the raging success of the Mandalorian season one they're probably going to step it up in the effects department which is saying a lot and and Sounds like we're going to get lightsaber stuff, which I'm happy. And of course, if you listened to last week's podcast, you heard Collins, Collins and Brooks' adventure at Galaxy's Edge. And 
he found out that uh, he got a job at Disney World in Florida uh, working at Disney World and simultaneously we got the news that Disneyland and Disney World will be shutting down for the next um, 30 days I believe um, so hopefully everything works out Colin gets there he's going to move from Hoth to Scarif <laughs> pretty much so we're trying to pull for him and hoping for the best for that. Uh, hopefully everything works out and um, this global pandemic subsides. Hopefully it goes away. Um, but like I said earlier in the podcast, the CDC is recommending that crowds no more than 50 uh, be banned. And of course, there's more than 50 workers at Disney World and Disneyland. So I don't foresee them staying open or reopening in the next eight weeks. Um, but hopefully everyone's practicing social distancing and just staying home. Um, and I'm going to try my hardest to stay home. Luckily, I have my day job, which allows me to work from home. But I do deliver at night. Uh, so... Hopefully that all works itself out and we can reconvene uh, me, James, and Joseph and bring you more Star Wars, talk about more Star Wars instead of uh, mentioning this pandemic we're going through. But I looked at who listens to the podcast, what countries, what cities... And the top 10 as of right now, it's a revolving list. It's very unique. Every time I look at it, it's different. So it looks like the top 10 countries are, I think, some of the top affected aside from Italy. Italy is not on the list, but going 1 to 10, we have the United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Sweden, Egypt, Singapore, Guatemala, New Zealand, and Japan. And the cities I see that listen to the most listen the most to the podcast is New York, Cincinnati, London, Glasgow, Sarasota, uh Wawatiso, Tosa, Nottingham, Birm Birmingham, and White Oak. But like I said, this list changes all the time. I think it changes every hour. But we just want you to know from the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, we're thinking of you guys and hoping that you guys are listening to what the CDC says and the WHO and hopefully no one is being directly affected. At this point, there's so many of you guys that listen to the podcast, which we're very thankful for that it's probably inevitable that someone will be affected directly from this um, I had a Facebook friend that talked about how she tested positive after thinking that there's no way that she was going to contract this and it seems like it was just it's just kind of a fluke when people get it as of right now but the, the speed of the virus it's traveling through my country the USA it seems like it's it's going to spread a whole lot faster than people think. So, we're just quarantining ourselves, 
staying home as much as possible, only going out. And I was thinking, yeah, um, we have t-shirts for sale. I think we're probably going to suspend that and probably suspend the giveaway because I didn't have a chance to mail that stuff out yet. But um, I will refund the money for the people who have purchase shirts if they want or if they just want to wait a little while I can do that too Uh, the shirts are made Um, I think we're just avoiding the post office we just have to go to the post office ship them off or we might call FedEx I'm not quite sure what we're going to do about that but it's um, it's a very unprecedented situation for my lifetime this is kind of what you see in movies and we're just kind of hoping everything kind of blows over. In response to everyone being directed to stay at home from the CDC, Disney did a kind of a unprecedented thing themselves. They released The Rise of Skywalker on digital, um, and they released Frozen 2 on Disney+. And I was able to watch that. I know James posted about it on Instagram. And... His brother let him know that he was watching it, and of course James didn't believe him. And then he looked online and he bought it and he watched it. And it's so cool that we got it soon. It, it, it's such a cool thing that Disney did. I'm kind of impressed. It was uh, I don't know who gave who had the idea, but of course it had to run through Bob Chapek. Maybe it was Bob Iger because he's um in a creative role now so maybe it's um kind of disney's gift to us and there was a bunch of special features on there the first special feature is a two-hour long documentary that shows us it felt like never before seen footage from the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and it tied the two together and i watched it that night and it was supposed to be screened at the Alamo Draft House, and I bought tickets for Joseph, James, and I to go and watch it. But unfortunately, due to the pandemic, uh, this the screening was canceled. And I think if you try and buy reserved seats at any theater at this point, you're going to have to have a buffer seat in between you and whoever else you go with. Um, so it's kind of that kind of shows you how serious things have gotten and um wash your hands everyone if you weren't doing it before soap and water use sanitizer um just stay home quarantine yourselves even if you're not sick don't go in public places try and avoid the spread and we can get over this thing and get back to enjoying life at this point, celebration is still a go. Um, I haven't got any inside word. Uh, I've gotten a bunch of opinions on what what's going to happen with celebration, but it looks like we have applied again for the podcast stage. We applied for it in Chicago, and I feel like we just missed out on getting the podcast stage. And I feel like after our podcasts and social media presence i think we're probably going to get access to it we're probably going to be there as media again 
hopefully if celebration is still a go um because like i talked about early in the podcast many conventions have canceled uh, many people just kind of want to stay away from being in large groups and hopefully this thing all bowls over and we'll let you know on our facebook group uh, and on twitter um what official word we get but hopefully we see you guys there at star wars celebration in anaheim in august and that is it for the podcast if you want to um go check us out on patreon and how about the podcast immensely um you can find us at patreon.com forward slash star wars stuff podcast 2187 we're also on tiktok uh tiktok.com um Colin has a reaction video uh, from Galaxy's Edge that has, I think, over 90,000 views. And I think it has over 12,000 likes on it. So that's kind of blown up a little bit. Um, we're also on Twitter, at StuffPod. Uh, we have a lot of people tweeting uh, our uh, the show, uh, direct messaging us, uh, tagging us, which is wonderful. Also, Instagram, Star Wars Stuff underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook, of course, we have the Facebook page. We have the Facebook group if you want to join the group and see a bunch of funny memes. It's mostly memes. Um, you can join that. Uh, just ask to join. It's a private group. Uh, also, you can email us. Email us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. We love reading uh, your mail and. We get a lot of insightful emails and people telling us their Star Wars story and telling us what they do while they're listening to the podcast, their commute, uh, cooking for their family, and it's it's awesome to hear those things that real people out there in the world are listening and interacting with us, and not we just don't see numbers on a spreadsheet here, and we get uh, kind of a real kind of sense of what type of people are listening and what they're doing while they're listening. I, I love it. I kind of, that just brightens my day. It makes my day. It makes my week. Every time I read one of those emails or messages from everyone that listens. So yeah, definitely email us again, uh, star Wars stuff podcast at gmail.com. Um, and that's it. Uh, if you want to contact us another way, you can always, uh, instant message us, uh, on Facebook, or on Instagram, or just leave a comment on uh, one of the posts, and we'll try to uh, respond. Uh, we've had a, several people ask us specific questions on Canon, and I think we've answered uh, most of uh, what we know from our memories. It's a good thing that Joseph is read just about every book. It's the same thing with James, and we were able to answer some questions this week, and... Um, Thank you, everyone. Stay safe. Uh, do the right thing. Be smart. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>